Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of Life with Gwen. Now, I know that at least some of you guys made New Year's resolutions, and it was pretty funny on January 2nd when my daughter, who is a faithful gym goer, got up and said, oh no, I don't want to go today. It's going to be really crowded. And this is true. We all start out on January 2nd ready to change our lives. But you know what? Some things you can accomplish, and we've brought in an expert to help us with that. With us today is Ed Ring, owner of Ring Brothers, and you have just grown up with produce all your life because your family has been in the business for... Um, Since 1925? 1925. Yep. So you must have grown up with it all the time. Uh, since and, I was like five years old. Yes. And so you've brought some vegetables for us to talk about and some fruits and um, we're going to talk about some recipes that you can make just without even having to follow a card or anything. And um, maybe I can ask you to tell me a little bit, because you have a lot of local connections as well. I, I had uh, heard the story from, um, from you and, and from uh, the late Neil Connolly, who was a Kennedy chef, um, that your dad would sometimes, if they forgot something, he would sometimes drive uh, produce over to the Kennedy compound. So you've been on Cape for, for quite a long time. Right. My father, my father in the 70s and 80s, he used to volunteer to bring product over to, uh, to Ted Kennedy. And Ted Kennedy used to tell him to sit down, have a cup of coffee, and my father would make the delivery. And he used to always volunteer. Can I do it? Can I bring it over? Can I bring it over? So that was, that was fun for my father. I had uh, heard that the Kennedy Kitchen was a gathering place, like in many homes. And, uh, you know, uh, Chef Connolly would be cooking and, and also uh, pulling out some treats for, for visiting dignitaries, you know, that it was a very warm experience uh, at the time. Tell me a little bit about, um, you have you have a place in um, in South Dennis. Yes. And also uh, in Cambridge, is that right? We have a store in Cambridge and we wholesale all uh, restaurants from Provincetown to Plymouth. And we have our store in uh, South Dennis. That sounds great. And and uh, um, you said an interesting thing when we were talking. You said that you tend to shop, and of course, you know, you have the advantage of being there, but that you tend to shop like they do in Europe. Tell me about that. I think most I think most people that shop in a store usually shop in a store probably ten times ten times a week, at least ten to fifteen times. They'll usually stop at lunchtime and and grab a lunch, some type of lunch. And then by the time, right around 4.35, 5.30, people are picking up product for that dinner for that night. They're not even thinking beyond, they're not even thinking beyond uh, before 5 o'clock. What can I have tonight? Let me get some fish. Well, let me get some meat. And uh, what produce will go with that? And out, out the door they go. So that's usually what happens in our store. Well, that's interesting. So it, um, and it, it makes the point, too, that, that uh one of the mistakes I think people make when they decide to add fruits and veggies to their diet is they go to a store, they buy a week or two's worth of food, and then it starts going bad on them. And it gets discouraging because all those good intentions are suddenly bad produce that has, has to be cleaned out of the refrigerator. So you're suggesting that people, as often as they can, even if they can't come every day, um, come in and, and pick out produce for, for a day or, or two days in order to um, get the freshest and the best flavor. That is a, that is our primary customer, the person mm -hmm. who shops every day. So, and because it is a marketplace, and, 
and everything is very fresh and and uh, um, there are a lot of ways I think to there are a lot of ways to start using vegetables even if you didn't grow up I mean I actually grew up on canned vegetables and then had a roommate in college who did frozen and then finally got to the point of trying to eat locally fresh uh, produce whenever it was available so um, it uh, and we've had a lot of conversation about that about the fact that uh, here in the Northeast where we're looking at a big storm tomorrow people um, here in the Northeast we actually can't have the kinds of produce that we're used to but the the um, the market has has kind of found some ways to come up with uh, strawberries in November and December and that kind of thing yeah well, a lot of the problem is people one of the biggest problems is people come in the store every day expect the product to be absolutely perfect every day of the year and they expect us to have the product every day of the year and we do we do have the product but sometimes no matter where you got the product say a cantaloupe or a honeydew or corn or tomatoes or whatever certain times of the year they're not as good a quality as everyone would like them to be but most people just expect the product to be there so that's our job to have it but we have the best product that's available and then also, people people come in and they say there's certain areas they do not want the product from. I do not want them from this country or that country. But if we didn't have those countries and those imports, we'd end up with only half the products, which is the which is the problem. So we end up with we try to stay away from all those countries that people don't like, but we bring the product in. So sometimes it's not quite what they want or quite where they want it to be from, but we'll have it. So well, Mexico, that becomes a problem in itself. Yeah, Mexico is a, a good example because um, what maybe twelve years ago they had um, they had a problem with their exported uh, bell peppers, right? And uh, it actually led to to quite a big investigation with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. But um, you know those things, as you say, if you want to have bell peppers in winter, that's that's what you're looking at. Um, it is good to look at what you know, countries your food is coming from, but it's also something to remember that the reason you have this choice is mostly because of imports and a little bit of uh, hydroponic growing and that kind of thing. Right. But people will make people will make the comments. They'll make the comment. Why do you why do you bring those in from Mexico? Why do you why do you bring those tomatoes from Mexico? Why do you bring those strawberries from Mexico? Well, then there wouldn't be any. There'd be none. And some people say, well, then there shouldn't be any. I know, but that's that's not what we do for a living. So the product I, is good. It's their opinion. I don't know if it's bad or good or whatever, but it's their opinion. It's not necessarily true. Yeah. Well, people can make a decision about whether they want to eat what's in season locally or um, whether they want to expand a little bit beyond that. I was actually kind of surprised to see that you brought in this beautiful piece of corn. Can you guys see that out there? Somebody send me some comments so I can tell if you can see. I'd like to invite everybody to ask questions and, and to comment on, uh, on the show as we're going so that we can answer anything that you might be wondering about. But anyway, what I was surprised about is that this is Florida corn. Florida corn is from now right through April, except April, some people will start to think it's local. It's still from Florida and it's still good. Uh -huh. But the, the problem is right now, people don't, in their head, they don't think of corn as a thing to eat this time of year. But the corn is very good. Mm -hmm. It looks it, it looks it, great. It is very good. But it's just a psychological thing of years ago, there weren't any, so why should there be corn? Mm -hmm. so, but the corn is very good. So. So, and 
you know, I, I think we're seeing a lot more year-round grillers, too. Yes. Um, I have a friend who will go out, shovel a path, not to the car, but to the grill, so that she can make dinner if we have this big storm tomorrow. And uh, she's been doing this for years. But we have a lot more year-round grillers, and that's a wonderful way to prepare vegetables. Right. We grill all year. In my house, we half the nights of the week, we, we do grilling on the, uh, on the grill. Mm -hmm. so. Tell me about... Um, some of the vegetables that are particularly good on the grill. Um, let's talk about broccolini. Broccolini. Broccolini could be could be grilled. It's one of the easiest vegetables. You take broccolini, you spray it up with a little olive oil, a little salt and pepper, put it on the grill. Two or three minutes later, you have a beautiful meal for, for two. Uh-huh. And you were telling me a story about what broccolini is and... Uh, and also about the fact that the, the name is, is... Broccolini, is, as far as I know, is uh, half cabbage and half broccoli. Is it in cabbage broccolini? Kale. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's uh, okay. Kale. Uh, broccolini is also a brand, and broccolini is also a, a particular variety of broccolini. There's other brands out there that are a little bit different. They look the same, but they're not exactly the same. Broccolini was the original, and, and it's probably the best. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that that was a, a trade name as well as, uh, um, as yes. well as the name of a product. And uh, while we're on the subject of broccoli, um, you were talking with one of my colleagues about uh, broccoli rob. Is that how you say it? Broccoli rob, yes. Uh huh. But you said that only only the Italians buy broccoli rob. Well, lots of Italians will know that anyone that asks in the store, "Where's the broccoli rob?" They're usually Italian. Uh -huh. I grew up in an Italian home, so. So I know that, but I'm an honorary Italian. I have friends who uh, took me in during college, and and uh, their mothers and uh, fed me. So um, I, it's like magic living in a in a, a Italian home. If you mention that you like a certain food, it shows up on the stove the next uh, the next week, the next time you visit. Oh, great! We have a question, Bruce uh, from Bruce Cunningham. We grow everything in Washington and California. Oh, okay. So. Um, that um, we, I, I think from our conversation, you were saying that you get as many U.S. products as you can. Yes. And um, and depending on what the supply is and and uh, which which month of the year it is and which which crop is ready at what time. But the mm -hmm. usually the freight would be the freight would be probably twice as much from California, obviously, as from Florida. So mm -hmm. most of the East Coast would bring in most of the product from Florida. And most of the west, western Mississippi would use probably most of the California product. Mm -hmm. And so. we bring it in from Mexico when Florida does not have enough. Or if Florida ever had a freeze, then everything would come from Mexico and California. So they'd always fill the gaps at I see. some point. So because one of the things that we were talking about was the importance of having a steady supply of, of uh, produce. Right, which is, which is important. But that that's where the – if Florida had a freeze and – California had a freeze. Everything would come from Mexico and everywhere else. They would fill the gaps at some mm. point. And uh, you know what amazes me? And um, when my uh, my brother's wife's mother came to visit from Korea, they didn't want to go see the historic sites. They wanted to go to the big grocery stores because there's so much variety. It's just incredible how many uh, different things that you can buy. And, you know, every time I go grocery shopping, I, I feel blessed that there's such a choice. You know, we live in a place where there's such a choice. And you brought some of those things to show us. 
Um, how about if we turn our attention to the uh, the baby Brussels sprouts? Well, first of all, we have we have regular Brussels sprouts. They come from California, and then we also have baby Brussels sprouts, which are flown in every day from Holland. And over the last couple of years, uh, purple Brussels sprouts have become real popular in the last, say, three years. And they have a little bit more of a nuttier flavor, and uh, you could cook those on the grill or in the oven for about 350 for about a half hour. Little olive oil, little salt and pepper, and they're absolutely delicious. Unless you're at my house, and then there's a tablespoon of maple syrup and possibly a little bit of bacon, because then you get that sweet and salty along with exactly. it. And these, these are like, um, I always think of them as baby cabbages because they have that layered feel to them, right. you know, when you bite into them. And uh, they're a little charred on the outside and, and very tender on the inside. They, you know, most people um, in the past I've talked to have said, oh, Brussels sprouts, but they're actually really good. Brussels sprouts are delicious. And, and there's another, another item that, well, Brussels sprouts used to be just basically September through Christmas. Mm -hmm. Now Brussels sprouts are, are a year-round item. They're, they're 12 months a year you can get Brussels sprouts, and they sell evenly all year. So uh -huh. it's another one of those items that went 12 months. Well, you know, I've been seeing them on restaurant menus, and I think that Very that popular. also pushes them. I had them in uh, Provincetown at, uh, at Betsy's, I think it is. So uh, they were very good. Um, let's see. Are tomatoes good year-round? My husband feels they aren't as good in winter. Uh, that's, that's probably not true. Uh, in the summertime, we get a lot of local tomatoes. We'll get heirloom tomatoes right from Bonstable. We get them from two or three different farms. They're absolutely delicious. I would agree with you. Two or three months of the year, they're the best. But we also have these backyard farm tomatoes. They come from Maine. And we have Whoppers, which are the big ones. And they are as good as any tomato you would get all year. Now, the problem is that most of the supermarkets will have the tomatoes on the vine but they will come from Canada or Mexico or some other strange place. They do not have the flavor that these backyard farms come, uh, have from Maine. So there is a difference on which backyard farms tomato you eat or you eat a, just a regular tomato on a vine that are advertised in some of the lower-end supermarkets. This is the one you'd want to buy all the time. They do have as much flavor as a summer tomato, and that was the reason they started this company about 10 years ago. So it's backyard farms from Maine, and I would I bring these home all the time. But are they as good as July and August on a hot night on the deck? Probably not. But they're as good as you're ever going to get. Well, I, I, these are the only ones we ever handle. I have store. to tell you, Ed, you just redeemed yourself because there is, in my mind, nothing like a summer tomato. I can remember as a kid walking, uh, you know, around and walking past the stands and, and eating those summer tomatoes as we were out headed someplace, uh, you know, we'd bring the salt with us. And right. uh, there's just nothing like a sun, and a sun-warmed summer tomato, you know. Right. And but, it's summertime, too. Right, it's like exactly. having a lobster in, uh, lobster in August on the deck versus a lobster in the kitchen in January. It tastes different. True. It's the same lobster, but it tastes That's different. That's true. Now, I wanted to ask you about the price point for the, the backyard uh, tomatoes. Price I've points would these. be, they may be a dollar a pound more than most of the other tomatoes that mm -hmm. are that are on the vine in most of the supermarkets, but they're worth the difference. Mm -hmm. Yep, I, I totally agree. They do come agree. from Maine, and they are picked every day. One of my favorite things in the world to eat is is a tomato sandwich on a good white Italian bread, a little bit of mayonnaise. It's just, uh, right. I think that's all you need, you know. 
So um, let's talk a little bit, because you've brought so much variety with you here. Let's talk a little bit about people eating with their eyes as well as their stomachs um, in terms of veg, fruits and veggies. And uh, I think one thing that demonstrates that is your carrots here. This is carrots, right? Yes. Okay. Rainbow, rainbow, rainbow carrots. carrots. So tell me a little bit about, are people coming in and actually asking you for specific uh, colors for, for different than well, the what trend is the trend is colorful vegetables uh, the uh, rainbow rainbow carrots uh, we have like three or four different kinds we have uh, orange beets we have mixed colored beets uh, purple purple Brussels sprouts uh, that's these seems to be the trend anything with color a color a Swiss chard people do look for the color hmm. not so much for the organic but they look for the color that's interesting. Do you think it's it's um, just because we all photograph our food for? I think for it's a mental. It's it's uh, it's a health like a health issue. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, purple Brussels sprouts are more nutritious. I don't know that for a fact, but people in their mind they have it in their mind that colorful vegetables are much more nutritious as they read different uh, periodicals. Do you find um, in cooking them up that? that there's much difference or any difference in, in how you cook them? Uh, we, we cook them the same. I mean, I, I, am not a, I'm, I am not a cook. My wife is a great cook. Uh, See, I told you if you said that, you would go home and get know, a lot of credit. I know that. Yeah. Uh, so. But just even taking the carrots, just as they are, cutting them off, 350, everything's 350 for me, uh, 30 minutes in the oven, spray with olive oil, and it's done. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. People make it complicated. They make cooking complicated. Fresh vegetables are not expensive if you if you buy good vegetables and cook them simply. It's not a big deal. If a bunch of carrots is four dollars, you get a beautiful vegetable for four dollars. It's not a and lot of money. A lot of these you can use the greens as well. Exactly. Um, you can yeah, the beet greens. Them. Beet greens. You can eat the beet greens. Mm -hmm. That that's a whole nother meal. Yep. And uh, use them as a uh, cook them up, um, save the water, and use that vegetable broth as, as a, a base for a green soup. Right. It's uh, they're very versatile. I mean, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is actually um, a lot of these things are great in your lunchbox, just raw. Uh, those carrots uh, look ready to eat. You know, a little wash, a little rinse off, and right. uh, and uh, they taste great. Cause you get you get a different flavor on a lot of things if you have it plain. Your, your your colleagues will tease you, by the way, because uh, I do eat bell peppers like apples and, and That is carrots. our best-selling item on our salad bar in the oh, store. Yeah. Peppers. Cut so, up peppers is the number one item. I don't even cut them up. I just, you yeah. know, wash it. Well, that's okay. Rinse it off, and, and it's ready to go because it makes you feel like you're eating healthfully, and after, you know, you, you develop a flavor for it as well. So Asparagus, and, is, uh, asparagus is now turned into a year-round grilling item. Uh, in the summertime, we could never even get asparagus. When we were kids, you got asparagus uh, March, April, May, maybe June. Now it's 12 months a year. So June, July, and August is one of the best selling items for fresh asparagus. So there's a great grilling item. That's like three or four minutes on the grill, a little olive oil, a little salt and pepper. Or you can also eat them raw. I've seen them on the veggie trays. Uh, I think uh, olive over at uh, Casual Gourmet does raw asparagus in season yep. on her veggie trays. So, yep. And they're delicious. They have a nice bite to them. Yep. It's a very nice flavor. So we have a message from someone who knew, is this uh, the 50s? This must be your dad. That was my dad. Right? And yeah. I was probably on the truck. 
so the message says from Janice Caruso, son, I grew up in Malden in the 50s where Steve Ring was our fruit man. And, and this is and the Jan sidekick. And Janice, I was probably on the truck in Malden because we grew up in Malden. What does that mean? Fruit, that you were my the fruit father, man. My what? father, uh, in the 50s, as when he got out of the army, he grabbed the truck and started pedaling around the streets. He picked up the produce at Faneuil Hall area and pedaled around the streets. And I used to be in the back of the truck, and I used to meet him after school. And we'd, people would come out to the truck, and I'd bring up the orders to their house in a little basket. And that's what we did in that's the 50s. Like the original so CSA I probably know you, Janice. idea. I probably know you, Janice. So... <laughs> It's, that's really interesting. I, I actually didn't know that that, ha that that happened. Yes, it did. And uh, so would people like place their orders ahead and then you'd bag no, them up? No, my and... father just went on the street certain time, certain certain day, in a certain area. He'd stop at the same spot. And mm -hmm. all the women were home at that yeah. time. Now probably nobody's home. But in those days, every, everybody was home. So 10, 15, 20 women would all come out all at once. So, And he, my father did that right through the 60s. I do, I do see that a little bit. I see um, we have a corn man uh, near where I live, and his truck is always parked in the same place. Um, you have to get there early because it's often sold out. But um, I see that a little bit, but uh, I hadn't uh, realized that it was happening before and, and people would come down and get what they wanted. Yeah, my father gave a couple haulers out and everybody would come out. Sounds and great. And my uncle did that in the uh, 30s and 40s. Wow. Have, so my have, uncle uh, was older than my dad. Uh huh. So. And then my dad got out of the war, and then he started up the truck. So. Oh. And. And we've you, been on the Cape since 1968, 69. So. So. Now, do you, if someone is looking for a particular vegetable, um, can you like usually order that for them? I or? could probably get anyone anything. This is a big statement, but I could probably get anyone anything they wanted in the world probably within two or three days. Uh huh. So. so if someone says I want something, if they want it, they want to pay, I can probably get it. We have enough connections uh, over the last years that we, we could probably get anything you want at mm -hmm. any time. Can you tell us um, what we might be expecting from, uh, from restaurants? Is, is there one or two uh, pieces of, of produce that are particularly popular right now? Uh, most of the restaurants are getting into these, you think are into funky stuff, but then they start getting into all these microgreens. Uh, everyone wants a different kind of microgreen uh, nowadays. It's, 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 it's a totally different business than it was 10, 20 years ago. It used to be uh, mescaline mix, spring mix used to be the gourmet item. Now it's every kind of green there is. Like greens, I don't even know. My, uh, my wholesale guy, he deals with them all day long, and there's all different types of greens. Which are which are crazy crazy stuff. So I think he brought a box. Um, Ed was so nice. He brought an entire basket of uh, fruits and vegetables. Did, is that microgreens the local ones that you this have? This is there? the uh, this is a local local farm which which is literally farm from uh, Devon's Mass. And uh, it's if and if you looked it up and really wanted to look into it, it's uh, a product that this backyard farm tomato guy developed originally and now we developed this com this company and uh it's all local greens picked not by not by hand all by machine and packaged all by machine so and it's a crispy lettuce not like most of the lettuces you'll find in the other packages and this is um this is hydroponic right yes it is so. yes it is but not touched by any human hands oh that's amazing from from seed all the way to packing
Wow. It, uh, I know that there are some hydroponic farmers here on the Cape as well. Um, they may not go all season, you were yep. saying, uh, but they, they're doing this and, and sometimes you can find them at the, um, at the farmer's markets um, and sometimes they're selling to you or selling to restaurants. So we do have a growing uh, farming community here on the Cape. If I'm wrong about that and anyone wants to send me a comment, let me know. Uh, but, um, but, you know, as far as I know, the community is growing of farmers who are providing things like, like CSAs, community uh, um, agriculture uh, grants, where you can order, um, you can order, you can be a part of, of the, uh, the harvest and get a bag every week or two. Right. So, and yeah. we have another question. Let's see. Asparagus is great, is great, lightly blanched and chilled for a healthy snack. Maybe rolled in hammer cheese. Um, you had me to the hammer cheese, and I think we're <laughs> we, we, uh, that's true. It's good, um, and I guess it's good to have a little protein in there as that's well. Right. Exactly. So it. Um, um, tell me a little bit more about uh, about going home and throwing together the five minute meal. You had a couple of interesting combinations when we we're talking. Yeah, about I'm, that. I am definitely not a I am definitely not a chef or a cook, but I can. Some nights, if I get home a few minutes before my wife, I can actually put together a meal in a half hour with probably about five minutes of labor. I'll take a take a sweet potato, a organic sweet potato, and and cut that up. And I'll take some butternut squash, cube it up, or take some Brussels sprouts and spray them with olive oil. Put them in 350 half an hour, and then grab a piece of salmon at a fish market, uh, and that's the meal, and the meal is absolutely delicious with it. Basically, no, no effort whatsoever. So, are you? Um, um, we have another question that we'll get to in just a moment. Um, the um, when you do this, are you baking at three fifty? Is that what you're doing? It's in basically three fifty. My pan? my program is basically three fifty for a half hour, and then I, <laughs> then I just test it. So anyone who wants to start trying vegetables, it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult. People make it complicated. It's it's it's. 350 a half an hour and then you you a little you bit of oil a little bit pepper. of olive oil and it's there's no butter there's you, know, you cook even potatoes and you cube them up and you spray them with olive oil you don't need any butter people think you need a need a baked potato and you need to throw a pound of butter on it you don't need to do that it's, it's absolutely delicious it's true in fact it's funny the timing on this comment hello uh, Beverly Baldwin Nightingale what a great name uh, the timing on this comment is perfect you'd think we arranged it it says cooking the vegetables simply brings out the best flavor. I and couldn't agree with you more, Beverly. I couldn't agree with you more. You go, people People tend to, I need hollandaise sauce and I need all these fancy sauces. You don't need all the fancy sauces. All you need is olive oil, salt and pepper. It's delicious. I figure this is on the 90-10 uh, plan because 90% of the time I'm eating my vegetables cooked simply or raw. And then the other 10% is when I'm gonna go out and uh, go to a chef who I know is making a really good sauce, you know, and the hollandaise, and that's when that comes in. So it's more the treat part of my diet. Right, exactly, absolutely. But just, just cooking simply is, is so easy. People it, make it more complicated than it needs to be. Okay, so let's, let's uh, kind of, as we come up to the end of the show, let's sort of uh, go through some of these tips. If you want to start eating vegetables, you can put them in your lunchbox. You know, you're going to make your lunch because it's going to be less salt and less calories than, than if you uh, go out every day. And uh, so you can make them raw. 
or you can lightly blanch them and and uh, a little bit of salt and pepper um, and you can chill them after you lightly blanch them so they will be um, they'll, they'll be really delicious um, and you can do that with asparagus with broccolini with um, well Brussels sprouts I think you'd want to cook first probably probably yeah I'm not big on Brussels sprouts right. raw but many of these things can be eaten raw well, shaved, shaved Brussels sprouts now, a lot of restaurants are buying. Right. Just shaved Brussels sprouts on top of a salad. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's another way to do it. Absolutely. And you'll find that if you vary the texture on things, as you're saying here, um, that's true. I know there was a, a chef over at the Ocean House that used to use carrots by spiraling them. Right. And that's something that you guys do at the we, store. We do sell those. I actually did not bring a package, but uh, we sell uh, spiraled uh, butternut squash and zucchini, which is the number one item, and sweet potatoes and beets, spiral beets on top of a salad, absolutely delicious. I had them the other night. Uh -huh. Even if you don't like beets, they were delicious. Yes, I hated beets until I tasted fresh beets. Oh, you can take the now they're wonderful. Sweet potatoes, or just put hot sauce on top of the sweet potato or the butternut squash. That's all mm -hmm. you need to do, and you got a pasta meal that's absolutely delicious. So it's really a lot more fun and a lot easier than you might think. Um, we will uh, be giving you recipes regularly through the year uh, about how uh, how healthy um, how you can make healthy vegetarian meals. So join us again next week for um, the Cape Cod Times Facebook Live show, Life with Gwen. And we want to thank you, Ed, for coming and and sharing your knowledge of produce. You are welcome. And just just remember, you just you don't need to be on a diet. You can just eat normal and eat well. Right. It's not just calories. Don't it's, be on it's, a diet. Uh, yeah. Because the diet good, will fail. Good for you. All right, everybody. See you next week. Thank you.